What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Ben, how are we doing today? Uh, yeah, doing good, Anthony. Doing real good. Um, my pats aren't doing good, but I'm doing good because my semester's over. So, yeah. Well, I mean, your pats aren't doing good for pat standards. There's about 24 other like franchises that would like be like yeah, I'll trade spots with you. Anthony, I, I don't I don't know what it's like to not have a buy. I mean it's been it's like, fun. It's it's it, fun because you get to watch football intently all weeks leading up to Super Bowl or whenever your team may lose. Can I can I tell you, Anthony, the most bullshit thing I've heard all week is oh yeah, the Pats they're in trouble. They've never made it to the Super Bowl out of out of uh the division around. It's like well, for fuck's sake, man. I mean, that's a great step. How often have we been there? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, correlation does not prove causation. I hate that to say that. That is a great step. Do you, do you know, by any chance, like, how many times you haven't? I was, I was, I was talking with my friend the, the other day. Um, it, it was like 2010, 2011 was the last time um, where, uh, who made it over? It was like the Chargers and, and Bengals were above us or something like that. Um, or Ravens, Steelers, something like that. It's been a while. I, I think impossible. it's only happened like two or three times, and like, um, since since uh, obviously we didn't get the buy between the first two Super Bowls. Um, but it, since then, since we've been like making the playoffs every year except the one year, I think we've only missed the missed the buy once or twice. Yeah, yeah it's a good track record. I mean, it helps playing in, you know, a disaster of a division. It's not good. You know, um, but yeah, it's yeah let's just when, get like, into it. Your division's like someone goes nine and seven. It's like, oh, they're frisky, huh? And it's like, no. Yeah, there was like the couple years where Rex Ryan really had that defense playing great, but like that—that yeah. that was literally it. Like Miami, every couple years would be like, ooh, we're ten and six, you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> but Mark Sanchez looked like he was worth the like third pick, overall pick, whatever he was. Yeah, no kidding. Um. We'll get to my Patriots later, though. Um, let's let's get to Saturday's game, though. Uh, no Thursday game this week. That's why we're recording on Thursday. Um, yeah. uh, just to so show you a reference, uh, the, the days might switch up from, from now on, but I guarantee it'll be after your Monday night game and before all Saturday and or Sunday game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we're, first game is Redskins at Titans. Titans by 10. Um, don't really know what to say about this. I mean, Josh Johnson maybe isn't that bad. He just got his first win as a starter. He was drafted in like 2010. Yeah. No, but I thought, I thought we thought Washington was going to be able to like, I I think they put up 13 points last week. We weren't quite sure they could get that. So, oh, sorry. They put up 16. Um, like that's about eight more points. I mean, I guess nine more points than I thought they could even get, you know? Like, I thought they'd be single digits at that. I'm um, not giving a team credit for scoring 16 points. No, I'm just saying we thought we thought Washington was going to be, like, okay, they're not as big of a train wreck as we right. thought. Right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, but that being said, the Titans have a pretty good defense. They get a good pass rush going. Washington's line is done. So I think this should be a cakewalk for Tennessee. It's all about that spread, though. 
Ten's a little that, high for that. That's offense. a big spread for Tennessee to cover. That's that's not a team you're just like, oh yeah, they will cover anything no matter what. Even against good or bad teams, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they wouldn't have covered. Oh no, they would have covered last week against the Giants. I think they they scored one late, but um, for as good as Derrick Henry's playing, that offense still isn't humming. Like, I yeah, don't you, trust Derrick Henry, or as far as I could throw him. Well, it, that says something because I'm sure you couldn't throw him very far. That's a big dude. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, he, I definitely don't trust him. But I, I guess the point is, like, this is this is as good as they could go. They have this player playing awesome, and it's still not really making their offense look good. I don't. I really wonder what, what we'd think of the Titans if, like, Marcus Mariota had like the personality of Jameis Winston because he's he's not good. No. Like we, we, he might be out of league at this point if if he, if he was acted like that, you know. Yeah, but for this, I don't. I don't like. I don't like that double digit line though. It just feels too much, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I I just can't see picking Tennessee. I I think this is gonna be a low scoring game. You know, like I think Tennessee should, should win this pretty comfortably, just because like, you know, even seven points in this game is probably comfortable, but seven points doesn't cover the spread. So. Yeah. yeah. All right, um, Titans though outside outside actually not even outside chance legit chance at the wild card, which is saying something. I mean, both both these teams have chances at their respective. <laughs> that is true. That's true. They, they do have a chance. Respective conferences are getting into the playoffs. Yeah, you're saying there's a chance. No. There, there is a chance. There is a chance. I, I, I should admit there's a chance with the Redskins. Um. So, yeah. All right. One more Saturday game. The Ravens of Baltimore against the Chargers of Los Angeles. And the Chargers are favored by four and a half. This is a great game, Anthony. It should be. I mean, Baltimore Baltimore is, like, not super fun because they just kind of run the ball a lot. But, like... But they do it in fun ways. Yeah, they do. They do. They they do like all the stuff with um. They're Lamar like Jackson. as fun at running the ball as you can be running the ball. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I think obviously they haven't unleashed Lamar Jackson, but they're slowly letting him do like, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit more. You know, like hmm. he's definitely still like, you know, they still have taken. I, I don't know what the right analogy is, but they're still babying him a little bit, a lot actually, but slowly but surely, you know, um. <laughs> You know the Chargers look like the best team in football now. It, it's unbelievable. Like I really want them to just get to get the one seed. I know it's kind of unlikely. I, I just want that to happen, just so the best team in football like, gets the one seed. Like that just makes sense to me. Not yeah, a wild card. Literally, the only weakness is th- their coaching and decision making. I mean, this is still a team that up until a couple months ago, I don't know if it's changed, didn't have an analytics department. Yeah, I mean that's tough to overcome, but like when you look at just how they're built everywhere around, and the coaching isn't like the worst in the league. No, it's not. Like I feel we're very quick to judge coaches just because we we see like these people we as like geniuses of the game nowadays, and it's like everyone else just sucks. 
It's like you should always just be looking like turn high coach turnover. And it's like that, that doesn't need to happen. Yeah, I guess it's just you look at the top of the league right now and you got like Belichick and you got Peyton and you got, you know, McVeigh, Andy Reid. And it's like right now, a lot of the good coaches have the teams up there. I mean, obviously the Pats are up there, but still with Belichick, you put them up there. And and um, that's that's my only fear with the charge. That's literally my only fear, you know, um, because they they got so many good guys in defense. Like, I'm about to make a draft point later in this podcast, but, like, look at Darwin James. What was he, like, the 18th pick, and he's, like, unreal at safety? Yeah. Like, he's, he's honestly one of the best safeties in the league. It's like they just got him mid-first round. Yep, yep. Uh, enjoy enjoy your running back in terrible quarterbacks league. You know, like, like you just let this safety fall to this great defense. It already has Joey Bosa and all these guys. Like, it was crazy. I can't remember the last time. The Chargers, like, had everyone just, like, 100% healthy. That's, like, each of their team. Like, Delvin Gordon's in and out. Joy Bosa's in and out. Uh, and, like, those are... Keenan Allen's just out now. Yeah. And, like, those are arguably, like, the three best players on their team. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as just being better than everyone else in the league at their position. So, and, it, and, it's, and they're doing it, like, smart. Like, they're not, like, out-out. It's just, like... You know, there's no need to rush anyone back. Oh, and they're they've, still they've definitely taken that approach. I mean, with Joey Bosa especially, you know? Mm-hmm. They've taken that with a bunch of guys. Like, I think that's why early in the year they struggled. They had Joey Bosa and a couple other guys banged up, you know? And now that everybody's coming back healthy, it's like, now you're healthy the right time of the year. I, I think that was actually pretty smart of them, you know? Yeah. And they've done a good job uh, next man up. I mean, in theory, you know, Phil Rivers should be, like, pretty, pretty, um, you know, up to date with that sort of mentality. I'm sure in his own household, you know, it's like... Billy, take out the trash. Oh, you're busy. All right, next man up. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure his kids aren't taking out the trash, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, he's got to have that mentality at this point with his I kids. Oh, one sick. He has his kids take out the trash. Yeah, you, I mean, if you have that many kids, that's kind of why you have them, right? I mean, he seems he seems like that type of guy, you know. Yeah. Just yeah, a he, bolo tie wearing. <laughs> I mean, they might. I don't know. Would it surprise you at all if they just lived on a farm? No, it wouldn't. I mean, that that, that would explain why he has so many kids. He needs he needs the uh, the cheap labor. I think so. Yeah. Um, come on, Chargers, pay this man some more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know the the one thing I will say about Phil Rivers is it's a shame Drew Brees is also having such a good MVP year this year, and that neither of them have MVPs because they both deserve an MVP for their career. Yeah. And it's like, this would be the perfect year to give one of them, and now we got to choose. And the, the narratives are so different, because it's like, obviously, Phil Rivers and the Chargers struggled at the beginning, and now it's like the Saints are like kind of struggling. They're still like finding ways to win games. It's like, I, both of them just went on like insane like runs. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to the Saints in a little bit, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we, I mean, well, we've just spent like five minutes talking about how good the Chargers are, but they deserve it. Like, they're a great team right now. Um, and so I will take them. I don't care that it's four and a half. I don't like Baltimore going on the road there. I know it's not a tough road game by any means. Well, the thing is, like, Baltimore's not one of these teams where we expect in a lot of Baltimore fans in LA, right? Not necessarily. So I, I think this is like one of those games where like Chargers actually have like a somewhat home field advantage. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike if they play like the Chiefs or something. And it's just the whole defense run game 
I feel like that doesn't travel as well. You know? I tell that works well at home, but sometimes, you know, it's just tough to travel because you you gotta get a lot of guys going with that. You gotta get the offensive line rolling, the, the running backs rolling, the defense rolling, and um it's tough to do sometimes. So yeah, I'll go check. It's good to have in your back pocket on the road, but you can't rely on it the whole time. Yeah, definitely, because you could take the crowd out of it if you could get it going once you got a touchdown or two on the board, but it, it, it could be tough. I mean, if if Phil Rivers, you know, gets an early touchdown or two with all those weapons he's got, I mean, it's going to be hard for Baltimore to keep up. I mean, they kept up with Kansas City, I guess, but you know, can they do it twice? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm big on like teams need to have the threat of just like, oh, this team at any point could just break out like a 50 yard touchdown, and like Baltimore just doesn't have that kill shot in the Arsenal right now. Yeah, that's kind of the one thing they're missing with Joe Flacco. Not that Joe Flacco was good, but he was good for one of those like sixty-five yard uh, pass interference calls. Yeah, that he could do. Um, I mean that that that's kind of been his bread and butter the past couple of years. Um, and uh, they don't really have that threat in them anymore, which could really pick up easy, quick yardage. But yeah, yeah you know, I kind of want to dismiss the thought that Joe Flacco is a bad quarterback. He's bad because of his contract. He's not like bad. At no, no. That's oh. totally true. Totally true. Um, let's let's move on. Yeah. So yeah, to I, Sunday I, now. I do like the Chargers. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, Sunday, Bucks at Cowboys. Cowboys by seven. Just give me the Cowboys. I don't care. <laughs> you, you just don't care. I don't care. I know they sucked last week. The, I mean, the it's... accident is starting to happen. I mean. Here's the thing, Anthony, right? You know how I, I I don't like looking at stats blindly. I'm a numbers guy, but they need context. One of the dumbest numbers I've seen, right, is the Zeke numbers. Oh, when Zeke runs for more than 100 yards, they're undefeated. When he runs for less, they lose every game. Oh, when Zeke gets less than 20 carries, they do this. When he gets more, it's like, is that because, is that what's causing it? Or is it being caused by they go down and then they go down Dak's got to throw to keep them in the game and that's why they lose that to me feels more like it they don't they struggle when they go down early that to me is the Dallas thing it's not it's not whether Zeke runs or not because Zeke running is is whether they're up or not it's whether they 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 go down early because because Dak just can't play from behind just like Blake Bortles last year I get that and I don't I feel like you're a little harsh on Dak with the Dak can't play from behind just because, I mean, let's let's, let's go 50-50. Uh, okay, fair. They fair. can't coach I don't, I don't from behind either. Let's yeah. be honest. That's fair. No, no definitely. That's very fair, Anthony. Very fair. Um, Dak in this system can't play from behind. There you go. There you go. Um, you, you give him Sean McVay, he probably could, you know? Oh, you give him, I don't know. Give him Jim Harbaugh, he he, he probably looks probably better could. from behind. Yeah, no, that's that, that's a fair point, Anthony. I'm glad you you ran me in there a little bit there. Um, Edge, that's why I like Dallas here. I think they should be able to get ahead against the box. Yeah, I, the thing is, like, let's just take away all like logic and like actual like sane thinking. The game they played against the Eagles two weeks ago, it felt like they stole a game there. Like that didn't feel like they should have won that game. Oh, All the definitely. luck that went their way. I mean that that play with uh, the Cooper touchdown. I mean, I don't even want to talk about like some of the calls that went oh, their way. Definitely. And all that. It it feels like feels like 
that got Dallas's hopes up. And now the accident like started to happen last week and it, it just has to be completed with by them missing the playoffs. You know? Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Like there's there's no logic in thinking of that, but it, it just feels like the Dallas way at this point in time. Yep. I know they're home, it's against the Bucks, but I don't feel comfortable in seven points. I hear you. I just don't. Especially like this Bucks team has shown like ways to just like kind of like hang around teams just by like scoring insane amounts of points. Yep. I don't like I don't like I don't like the whole touchdown there. See, one one of the things of a bad coach, one of the, one of the hallmark traits for me is being a zigzag team where you don't show up one week and then you show up the next. And so that that's to me Dallas's thing too. I think they will show up here. Um I mean I mean, this Tampa Bay team is kind of the same way. They haven't shown up these past couple of weeks. I think they show up against Dallas. It's possible. It's possible. By the way, just, just as an aside, man, nothing makes me happier than seeing Stephen A. Smith's face the Monday after a Cowboys loss in December, especially after they've been hyped up previous weeks. I mean, his grin. His grin is awesome. Yeah. Just so smug. So smug. It's almost as big as his forehead. His it might be bigger, Anthony. That's a that's pretty tough. Yeah, that might not be physically possible. Okay, let's move on. Bills at Patriots. Patriots by twelve and a half. This yeah. is some Patriots respect right here. I'm taking the Pats. They're at home. <laughs> the reason people are hating the Pats right now is because they've been on the road for two weeks in a row, and they. Suck on the road. They're three and five on the road. Okay. Now they're home. They're angry. They're pissed off. Josh Allen's got to come into Foxborough. Pats are going to clean up here. Calling it now. Just looking at these here. Yeah, I mean, they should take care of them. Like, no problem. The thing is, uh, their defense probably has to show up. This, this no Josh Gordon thing anymore. Like that, that's that's tough. I can I make a, a bad joke here that I heard on Twitter. Sure. You can hit Mary, but you can't hit Mary Jane. That's the NFL. Oh, that's just sad but true. I mean, seriously. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like I know, obviously, that they made the right decision to Kareem Hunt eventually. But it's like, how, how does Josh Gordon, he might never play in the league again. Meanwhile, they let, they let Kareem Hunt play all year long until a video came out. Like, it's ridiculous, you know? Obviously, Josh Gordon was warned. He was stupid. He shouldn't have gone back to after they basically told him, you do it again, you're gone. But, like, still, the, the, the punishment scales for domestic violence versus versus... Smoking a little marijuana is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. All right. Uh, the thing with Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon, like, obviously, that statement rings true no matter what. The Josh Gordon thing is tough because I don't think it's just weed he's been in trouble for. Like, he has problems, problems. Okay. That's fair. But um, it's, even if it was just weed, that, that's, yeah. There's that, other people, that statement rings true quite, quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, 
even even you can make the case with like PEDs for recovery. Like how how is how are people getting bigger punishments for for using PEDs to recover from injuries than than beating women? I mean seriously, like what are we doing here? You know, it's just it's just ridiculous. Like, like, if women like just like outside just going like obviously not in the league anymore hasn't been for a while. But like Ricky Williams, like he got in trouble like all the time, fucking a little yeah. weed. And I get it. You get warned. If they tell you not to do it and you do it, that's a problem. But, like, I don't know. I get it. It just feels like a sport run by a bunch of rich white people that have no sense of reality. Because that's what it is, you know? Rich white males, I should say. I should, I should, I should go full out there. Yeah. Rich white males. That it, is- it's, it, it is really, really crazy that you get in trouble for doing something. For doing something... That doesn't hurt anyone else besides, I guess, yourself in the long run than actually hurting someone else. And, yeah, I mean, if Josh Gordon's was just weed, that's legal in Massachusetts, which is the state he plays in. Uh-huh. You know? Just just ridiculous. That does, that does have big football implications. I'm not being that. He's, he's your leading receiver. He's pretty much the only guy on the team right now that could stretch the field, right? Edelman looks washed, and Gronk looks washed too. Good. On the other side, I mean, we still we still got the Bills. On the other side, who are who are like like there's hope for them like next year. Like it's not like a all doom and gloom situation like previously. But I I continue to believe. And, and I, I believe I heard this from um, Kevin Clark on The Ringer first, but I, I've said it on this podcast a couple of times, that Sean McDermott is a good head coach. He just has no clue how to pick quarterbacks. Like, what if that's just his thing? What if he, what if he does everything right but just doesn't know how to pick a quarterback? <laughs> or can't pick fast enough, I guess. Like, I mean, that team last year had no business making the playoffs. He got him there. Five and nine no with this roster is pretty unbelievable. Like, that's a really good record for this roster. I, I think I agree with you. I mean, that, that, um, that new receiver, that Robin Robert Foster? Uh, yeah, so. so I heard it says in the soup that he like, already has more receiving yards in the NFL than he did at Alabama. Like, maybe that's maybe, maybe more in one game than he ever had in Alabama. I don't really know. But, like, you know, he's taking – this team doesn't have a, a ton of talent, and he's making it work, which is impressive, you know? But playing the Patriots, I I just think this line is a little too high at twelve and a half. Uh, like Buffalo's kind of in the uh, Ravens sphere of they're just going to try to control the game. And I, I think I think they can kind of do that against the Patriots because I don't think the Patriots are going to go out there just running and gunning because I don't think they have the the weapons to do that anymore. Okay, that's fair. That's I, I just twenty five again, which is impossible. They're pissed. They're at home. I'm gonna take them. Um, let me make my. Can I make my one point in New England? I kind of teased it a little bit earlier um, with the draft, right? We we've spoken a lot in this podcast, Anthony, about taking running backs in the first round, right? I mean, yep. we beat that point to death. That that's not when you should be t- drafting your running backs. Um, and I don't know how much I've said it, but I truly believe that the first round is when you you invest in your linemen, offensive and defense. That's where you build your line. 
on both sides of the ball. You want the blue chippers there. Um, obviously, if Darwin James slips to you, you you take him. If if Van Der Esch is there, you take him, right? You you, you get the you get the guys too that, that are there that are really good. But by and large, you should be you should be building your your lines there. And I just can't help but think if the Pats use that draft pick to get someone for the O line or the D line instead of drafting Sony Michelle, they'd be in so much of a better spot right now. And I just can't get past that. <laughs> And I know they took an O ta- uh I think it was a tackle on offense, and he, and he got out for the year. So that's bad luck. Um, their first round pick, Isaiah Wynn. Um, but, like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like they could have done more with that spot to help this football team. Like, like James White and, and Rex Burkhead can do what Sony Michelle can do. But, like, you had to use a first round pick on them. So If you were going to take a flyer on any position as the Patriots, I, I don't understand why they didn't, like, try reaching for, like, a a top end receiver because that's where they needed help more than running back at that point. Yeah, I agree. Because we've even said that before in the past. Receiver is a little bit more defensive, uh, defensible because there's a little bit more longevity with them. I mean, Julio has been h- how good for how long? I mean, even the longevity thing doesn't bother me. With the, the thing with the Patriots is like you just want to maximize whatever you have left of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. So yeah. I don't mind them taking like these players that traditionally you. you scoff at in the first round but running back where you already have like decent depth at that position and for a team that doesn't really like use a workhorse running back and never really has that was that's a little strange yeah for sure all right though we we can move on um falcons at panthers um what would have been a good game game now just is terrible uh it's gonna be this game's gonna be tough to watch and this is the game of what could have been. Yeah. I, I, I'm praying Cam doesn't play, though. There's no reason he should. There's no reason. He's so clearly injured. I mean, he's not even the best quarterback on the team right now. It's Christian McCaffrey. So, like... Just put Christian McCaffrey back there. I mean, what, what else could that man do, you know? I mean... I don't know. Oh, they're shutting Cam down. Oh, are they? Whew. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I, 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 my fear was because I think that coaching staff understands new owner. They're kind of coaching for their jobs. I was afraid they were going to try running him out there. But good on you, making the right decision for the franchise. I hope the owner's a head fungus guy, so hopefully he's smart. He doesn't go, you know, he's not the type of guy that would, would uh, value those two last wins versus – you know, actually making the right decisions for the franchise. So, so good on you, Carolina. Yeah, I was like, when I saw this line move six whole points, I was like, eh, something seems to be up. I mean, honestly, yeah, they, though, see yesterday, Cam's Cam sitting should not move the line that much. Yeah, they might play better without Cam back there, the way Cam's been playing. Obviously, because of injury, but like, I don't even know who's their backup. I, I think they have a pretty bad backup. Um, but then again, do you want to take the Falcons who gave up months ago? It's Taylor Heineke. I'll take the Falcons. Do I have to? Here's the thing. Cam, when he was playing, definitely couldn't make throws he usually makes or whatever. 
But to play quarterback in this league, give your chance a team to win. You definitely don't need like insane arm strength or anything at, at this point in time. You just need to make good decisions. That's the problem. Cam's arm bails him out of I don't, tough decisions. I don't think Taylor Heineke has either of those things. No. Oh, he was a New England pack practice player last year before going to Houston to be a backup. Exciting. Played at Old Dominion. <coughs> yeah, that's, that's bad. Yeah, I'll take the Falcons too. Pains me to do it, but I'll have to. All right. Um, you ready to move on to the Battle of Florida? Uh, Jags sure. at Dolphins. Dolphins by four. I mean, last week, the Dolphins might have played one of the worst first, first quarters I've seen this year. It was bad. They just came out and were like... Not good. Completely not ready to play. Um, now they ended up, they ended up, you know, later making it a little bit competitive. There was before. a brief moment in time where I was like, "Oh, the Vikings are going to Viking and the Dolphins will win this game." Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I thought that too. It got it got to like seventeen twenty one at one point. It was like, "Uh oh." Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Vikings got a little bit too conservative there for a little bit, um, but um, four is too low for this game for me. Jacksonville. Jacksonville just lost at home um, to Josh Johnson. Yeah, that's not good. So I'm going to take the Dolphins. Miami doesn't have their leading rusher. (laughs) He's out. Is their third string back their best back, though? Who's their third string back? Uh, Balaj. He's better than Kenyon Drake. He might be. I don't think so, but Well Kenny Drake's playing, right? It's just Frank Gore's out? Yes. As as I so know. I don't care. One of the they're both probably better than Frank Gore at this point. Do you see though Frank Gore had a um man, again, if I was a good host, I'd have the stat. But like Frank Gore's starting streak at running back was like, I don't know, he started like a absurd amount of games. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that. And the next closest was Christian McCaffrey at like 18. That dude is nuts. Um, 126 games. Yes. Played. And like the next closest was McCaffrey with like 18 or something. <laughs> that's insane. Sophomore. Like that's the thing. Like Frank Gore. Isn't like you, you know he's his peak was probably a decade ago you know, but like he just gets the job done and I I th- do think they will miss him to an extent because at least he's reliable you know he's I not going to fumble the one the ball in the one yard line goal to go to score the winning touchdown like like Kenyon Drake did you know your big thing is um the best ability is availability that's true he was very available for a long time yeah oh yeah. And, like, even though despite his age and, and wear at running back, I mean, he was doing better than he should have, you know? Yes. I would rather have him than a numerous running backs in the NFL. Oh, definitely. No disrespect, you know? Like, like just because I think Kenneth Drake might be better than him, or, or Balaj might be better than him, it doesn't mean he's a bad player. He's, he's well-performing what he should be at this stage in his career. Let's, let's oh. be clear on that. 
Yeah, he, by by being on the NFL field, he's outperforming what he should. Yeah, NFL career. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I I love Miami here. I think four is way too low. Yeah, that's because we just look at us. Like, come on, come on, come on, Jaguars. Yeah. Oh boy. If if the Raiders weren't a team in the NFL, this might be the biggest laughing stock of the league. Yeah. No, definitely. All right. Um, Giants at Colts. Colts by nine and a half. And um, don't let me go off on the Giants, Anthony. Don't let me go off on them. I'll, I'll rein you in. Let's talk I mean, about the Colts. Okay, yeah, let's, let's just go to the Colts. The Colts beat up on the Cowboys. Just flatter owned them. Which is like, that's good. Like, I think they deserve credit for that. Like, Cowboys are feeling themselves. Everyone was out right behind the Cowboys, and the Colts were like, we're, we're a decent NFL football team. We're still in this playoff race. I mean, how impressive, though, if you told me two years ago the Colts were going to win the game, not on Andrew Luck, but by the defense showing up and them running the ball down the, the, the Cowboys' throat. Like, like I would have never believed you if you told me that. Even like a year ago, I think even six months ago, I think I would have said you were you were hot. You were you were smoking whatever Josh Gordon's smoking. You know, that's a lot of smoke. Uh, I, I just I just want the calls to do well. Just, just like Andrew Luck, and as a nice big fuck you to um, Josh McDaniels. That too much. To add. Like, can they just play the Patriots in the playoffs somehow and just? Kick their ass. We kind of own the Colts, though. What? We kind of own the Colts, though. Yeah, I know. That's a problem, too. Um, I just want to say, though, this is what happens when you fire Ryan Gregson. What a shitty GM for years. I know they fired him back in 2016, but it takes a couple years, you know, for the new GM to put in his thing. I think Chris Ballard is his name. I mean, what a job he's done, just not being Ryan Gregson. So you're saying it's going to take a couple years for GM John Gruden to get the, the Raiders back on track? To, to finally show the, I think you got to give a GM time. Definitely, okay. we'll, we'll give him time. We'll give back him to time. this game. Um, I couldn't resist. But fuck Ryan Gregson. That's all. That's all I want to say, Anthony. Yeah. Okay. Um. But uh, yeah, I just I'm just happy to see a full team around Andrew Luck. You know, because truly he's he's got the talent to be up there in that tier. You know, like up there, really at the top of the league. I think he was definitely there before. It was a good I, couple of seasons where he was there. Oh, definitely, definitely. Just carrying those those shitty Colts teams. I mean, those Colts teams had no busy business making the playoffs when he was dragging them there. And now he's got what should be Pro Bowl talent on the other side. <laughs> you want to talk about finding value in draft picks? Darius Leonard, second round pick, and he gets the league and tackles and. Can't make the Pro Bowl. They could have an insane offseason this year too, Anthony. They have a ton of space, and I believe they have good draft capital too. Like, um, I know they have the Jets' second round picks. So that's like that's great, you know. That's, they that's got their own good. picks. That's gonna be like pick forty. I mean, they they really could build a a really good team next year, and I love I've loved Frank Reich this year. Um. So yeah, I really—if you're a Colts fan, you're feeling really good right now. 
He'll better if they make the playoffs. Yeah, hopefully they do. But even then, I think I think as I said, there's plenty to look forward to in the off season and stuff. Yeah. So it, I I like them. Uh, Giants are done. They're gonna poop all over them. Here's the problem, Anthony. I've watched the Giants probably the third most out of any team this year. My Patriots are one. The Vikings are two. I've probably watched the Giants the third most thanks to the place I live. I'm in Giants territory. I cannot say enough negative things about this team, so I'm just not gonna. But they are an absolute train wreck. Bad. It's bad. I, I, I almost just want to buy like Sunday ticket for you next year, just so you don't have to go through this again. I feel that bad for you. I know I put it on myself though, because a lot of times I could watch the other game, but like, I just want to watch Saquon. I don't. I I don't want to miss. I missed. The game the year where Saquon had like three fifty yard insane runs, and I just don't want to miss that again, especially with him being on my fantasy team. And I just yeah. punish myself every week. Like I shouldn't I mean, I get do that. Anything. I watch Saquon all the time too. I I just look on Twitter whenever the NFL posts a big Saquon run, and I'm like, yeah. okay, I didn't need to see that live. It's okay. Yeah. It wasn't worth it. It's so painful. It really is. I mean, the play calling, god awful. Eli's decision making, god awful. Defensive stuff, god-awful. <sighs> so, yeah, I'm taking Tennessee. Okay. Uh, I, they're not play, wait, who's, who's even playing? I'm taking the Colts. Excuse me. Excuse me. They played the Tennessee last week. You take Tennessee, the too. It's fine. I'll take Tennessee, too. I already took Tennessee, didn't I? Yeah, yeah I did. Sorry. I'll take the Colts. Um, I just had flashbacks last week to watching, like, like, Saquon get handed the ball, and instantly there are five Titans players around him. Um, while I'm fighting for my fantasy life. So that's, I'm going to have nightmares of that for a while. But yeah, taking the Colts. Okay, let's move on to something a little less traumatizing for you, shall we say? Um, no, no, Anthony, no, not less traumatizing. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, we're not, we actually got a couple of traumatized games coming for me, Anthony. Um, because I don't like seeing the Eagles, and I don't like seeing Nick Foles. Nick Foles is very traumatizing for me, Anthony. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't... Every game is going to be traumatizing for you, apparently, huh? No, I think I think we just got two more, and then we should be good. This one and the next one. Okay, okay. But, so what team do you want to talk about first? Ed versus Texans or Eagles? Yes. Ah, uh, we get to go Eagles. Eagles, Eagles home minus two. By the way, if you didn't say it. Um. All right. Eagles, little little life, little life. A little bit of a pulse. Either that, or the Rams are just absolutely done. But I guess they still have to take advantage. I don't know. I mean, they, uh, the Eagles look good. Um, I I just yeah, I like the Eagles. I like their whole thing. I almost just want them to lose, just so I don't have to hear the like Wells is better than Carson Wentz conversations these next like six months. It's gonna feel like yeah. Is that fair? I do think at some point. 
maybe we question Wentz's durability. I mean, maybe it's probably not fair this year because I think he's been playing hurt. He's still not fully recovered from the injury from last year, and I think that plays a part. But if I'm Philly, I'm kind of scared of his durability. That's all. Yeah, especially in Philly, like cold outdoors, like you really, you really want a tough guy in that. In that. It's tough. With last year was a ACL. This year's back. Like they're two very unrelated injuries, and ACL is usually a freak injury. Unless it's repeated. So it's just unlucky, it seems like to me. I understand what you're saying. For sure. But some some quarterbacks just have a knack for getting those injuries. You know? I mean, there's a reason Peyton played all those years before his neck surgery. Before um, finally going down injured. He just... You know, a lot lot of a quarterback avoiding injury is is, uh, seeing the play unfold and taking yourself out of those spots. That's that's the only reason why I would really say, oh, ACL is he injury prone, you know? Um, yeah. Unless we start getting, like, Sam Bradford levels of heart. But yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Eagles got some life. Um, I mean, they, they got the best tight end play in the league, and that's that's always fun. Um, that's That's a bold statement. I don't think it's that bold. That feels you said the best, the best tight end play in the league. Yeah, I, Ertz has had equally as good a year as Kelsey, and Eagles have two. I I still think that's a that's a bold statement. Am I missing anybody else besides Kelsey? No, I, I just think I just think to definitively say it like that's that's pretty bold. It's because they have two. Like Goddard is the best backup tight end in the league. Oh yeah, that no doubt. I, I think Foles uses them really well. Probably. But I'm just saying I'd rather have one Kelsey over both those guys. Okay, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Eagles was a good matchup too because um, the Eagles line is a little banged up on the edge, but they still um, do have a great center. Um, I believe that's also Kelsey, right? Yeah. Um, and so kind of when, when the Rams get the most of pressure through the middle and you got Kelsey there, it kind of... You know their strength is their strength. Kind of, kind of helped neutralize them a little bit last week. Um, so I don't know, I'm not really ready to to overreact to the Eagles too much. They got hope, and I didn't know I was just going to be able to say that. But all right, so now on to the Texans. Um, Texans, I mean, you know they've still won what is it, ten of the last eleven games, and their only loss was two weeks ago to the Colts, who were, actually looked pretty good. So I don't know, feeling feeling pretty good about themselves, I guess. I mean, there's no reason not to feel good about yourselves. You got your ten and four chance to go twelve and four in this season. You're arguably like not the hottest team in the league because the Chargers are you know, in the league, but probably like the biggest like unsung heroes of the season. Like as far as just trust <coughs> me, uh, big uh. Real, realizing their like big upside after kind of starting starting off the season pretty pretty shitty. But no, I was gonna say um, I'm still taking the Eagles here though. I think really, I just think the Eagles need this more. They need it. 
Whereas, I mean, I know, like, I just feel like teams don't play as hard when only the buy's at stake. Like, it's like, yeah, the Texans need this for the buy, but, like, other than that, they're feeling pretty safe, and, like, I don't know, I just, I just think... It'd be fine, you know? I, I just think they'll be fine. The Eagles are going to be fine up there. They, well, they smell blood. I don't blood. like Philly different points. I'm not going to lie. It's only two, though. Two and a half. Is it two and a half? I don't like I like Houston. Okay. I just think Philly's have two rough Okay. Oh. All right. All right, so now just four, one more traumatizing four games game. at like four o'clock. The at least one o'clock games. Come on. Yeah, no. Last week we had like no four o'clock games. It's weird to, to just choose. Three them. Jeez. I want I want choices at four. I know. I know. All right, so yeah, very traumatizing this game for me. Vikings at Lions. Um. Uh, Vikings by five and a half, and the reason this is traumatizing is because um, Matt Stafford. I don't know what's happened to him this year. He's gone from being good to an absolute disaster this year. I see your true colors. I see your true colors. That's why I hate you. That's just Matt Stafford, right? Let's not kid ourselves. He's not this bad, he's not though. That, he's not that good of a quarterback. He's not this bad, though. He hasn't been this bad his entire career. Well, that that's just a flat out lie. When was he this bad? Like those first few years, he was easily this bad. Was he? I mean, <sighs> it was very bad, very bad. The Matt Matt Stafford maybe didn't look this bad because he would just be like Calvin Johnson, catch the ball, and then throw it somewhere near him, and Calvin Johnson would catch the ball. But he he was this bad. I don't. I did you see his throws last week? No, because I. I don't hate myself that much. Well, I was curious because I heard Kenny Galladay bailed him out. Kenny Galladay was like, he wasn't playing like Matt Stafford. But, uh, sorry, not Matt. He wasn't playing like Calvin Johnson, but he was bailing Matt Stafford out to maybe uh, the same degree as, as Calvin Johnson used to. Um, it was ugly. Um... Meanwhile, the Vikings seem to have found it a little bit. I don't know. Uh, I'm no, they haven't found it a little. Like we said, the Dolphins almost coming back in that game for like a brief period of time. That's a telling sign that the Vikings haven't found it. Kirk Cousins is so shit. I swear to God, like it was so easy for him, and he still managed to just give the ball away once. Like, why? Why do you do this, Kirk Cousins? You you're not this bad either. I don't. <laughs> maybe Anthony, maybe even Anthony, I should just admit I'm a tell I'm a terrible identifier of quarterback talent. Maybe I should just say maybe. it. Maybe. And look who I've I've attached my name to. Jameis, Josh Freeman, Stafford, Kirk Cousins. It it seems as though <sighs> the only good think... the only good I've done is Russell Wilson. I was. Early on Russell Wilson. This feels as though 
we as a people have just decided to say, oh, all these quarterbacks are good. Like, look at them, bright future for them. And we're, we've just been like, oh, it's so easy to play the quarterback position now. Look at all these good quarterbacks we have. It's like, yeah, not really. Like, it's still a very hard position. There's not a wealth of quarterbacks. It's just easier for quarterbacks from week to week to have, like, flash-in-the-pan games. I think it's easier for these quarterbacks to cover up their weaknesses. But then, eventually, they could get exposed like Jerry Goff. I still think it's just it, it's just easier for quarterbacks to just have one or two like really good games. Everyone's like, oh, look at that. Yeah, interception rates are down because they're not asked to do a lot of things, but it doesn't make you good. You're gonna lose games. Well, I'll tell you what, Matty Stafford's interception rate—it <laughs> might be down, but that's that's only because of Kenny Galladay. Maybe, maybe I should just pick receivers. I mean, I've been I've been at Kenny Galladay for a while. I feel like that's finally looking good. That's your thing. You know, you should send your application and be a receiver scout for some NFL team. You know, I just—I've done good with like linebackers and stuff. I just just quarterbacks i don't have it you know i'm like the opposite of uh of uh ron jaworski <laughs> uh, maybe that, i don't watch in a film maybe that's the problem anthony that's the thing but that's claiming that ron jaworski actually knows what he's talking about yeah okay so, yeah. i'm taking the vikings though they just need this more detroit's done they're checked out minnesota they smell blood in the water in terms of the playoff spot uh, they're running the ball. Dalvin Cook's looking great. You know, they're finally going downfield to Diggs, which is fantastic. Um, really, really took a rocket science to do that. You know, really had to fire a coach to decide. Yeah, let's throw to Diggs and downfield. Like, fuck. There's no reason uh, this game should be close. Uh, Detroit's terrible. They they shouldn't want to win this game. Take a Belusa. Let's go. It's time. Less than a touchdown. You know, NFL coaching isn't easy, but a lot of these coaches could really use someone in the room to just say, like, duh, let's do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, sometimes they just miss the most obvious things. Um, but, yeah. All right, Anthony, I'm done with, I'm done with my trauma. I'm done. I'm a clean it, man now. It's okay. Now we can get to your now, trauma. Now we can. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Packers at Jets. Packers I'm so happy you're done with yours. <laughs> Mine's just starting. Yeah, I think this is it, though, for your trauma now. Uh, I guess. I guess. Um, I don't know. I really don't know what to say here, Anthony. I don't know what to say. No one should watch this game. No. I will. But no one should. Yeah. Tell me how Sam Darnold looks. I'll be curious. I'll let you know. I, I bet he'll look amazing. <laughs> That's it's sort of it's sort of the thing where it's like you can't prove yourself here, but if you don't do good here, then what are you doing here? You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I won't be watching it that much. Actors by three. Aaron Rodgers is probably going to play for some reason. Uh, this is. Can he, he get, like, a paper cut in his hand or something just to, like, hold him out or something? Like, something that obviously won't affect him long-term, but maybe, you know, like, I don't know. What what can happen? Maybe he breaks his thumb because that won't really hurt him long-term, but you also don't want to be playing on it, you know? But, like, 
Yeah, could Patrick give him like a sex injury or something? Yeah, yeah. There you go. That works. Something, please. For the love of God. Yeah. I don't know. I'll. I'll... I don't want to take the Packers on the road. It's like, do I really want to take the Jets? No. Nah. Uh, yeah. I'll yeah that looks it. horrible. Are the Packers going to go 0 and 8 on the road? Yes. Okay, fine. I'll take the Jets. Jets have looked like really confident as far as scoring the ball past few games. I think Sam Darnold's looked better recently, coming off his injury slash benching. I think he's. Uh, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta help. All right, so let's just give our picks for um, Packers Jets, and then we'll move on. Um, I'm gonna go Jets. I, I gotta go. I gotta go Jets here. Uh, Packers on the road are just an absolute train wreck. Uh, offensive line has some issues. Uh, obviously, secondary shit. No pass rush. I, mean, I don't know. Should be able to pick apart the defense. Yep. All right. Um, Let's move on. Bengals at Browns. Um, Browns by eight and a half. Who would I ever thought we'd see the day? Yeah. Um, yeah, Bengals are washed. They're done. They're... Bengals don't even like up with I don't know what sport they're playing. But I don't even know if it's a sport. It's bad. Browns... I mean, they're feeling themselves somehow. I, it's, you got to go Browns here, don't you? You do. It's a little high, but I mean, yeah, which you, you can't go. You can't go Bengals, so you got to go Browns. Um, all right, uh, let's keep it rolling. Rams at Cardinals. You, wow. Wow. 14? Damn. I mean, have they have they watched the Rams the past couple weeks? I mean, I was very slow. I I've been defending the Rams for weeks. I was very slow to admit that something's wrong. Something is wrong. Lots of things are wrong. Lots of things are wrong. Um, yikes! Fourteen. I'm just trying to fathom how. Other Rams cover 14 against anyone nowadays. Goff looks terrible. Early doesn't look anywhere as explosive as he was before. I don't. The defense is just. I mean, that was never the strong suit this year, unfortunately. I thought it would be. That's bad. I don't. I hate taking the Cardinals in any sense. Fourteen against any divisional opponent is nuts, and then the Rams just look like shit. I think yeah. I gotta take the Cardinals here. I'm with you. I'm gonna go Cardinals. Just too high, really. Well, I mean, we say all the time they have a they have a competent defense, and I think that should keep them in the game enough to cover this spread. I mean, the Cardinals have been pretty shocking the past two weeks. Bad, but I don't like these big spreads. Yeah, they're at home now, though, too. So, yeah, uh, Cardinals, Cardinals. Okay, Uh, Bears at 49ers. Um, Bears by four. 
Ooh. Um, you know, I, I actually really like um, Shanahan having this team that's like bad and he can sort of like really coach it up because I feel like it allows him to like make mistakes but not have a ton of pressure on him and like learn then learn from those mistakes because he doesn't call complete games. His team will, will make some mistakes. He's not a perfect coach yet, but you love the stuff he's doing, you know? And it showed against Seattle last week where it's just like, that was just Shanahan drawing up some good stuff, getting the team going real. I mean, it's Nick Mullins for fuck's sake, you know? I was surprised the line was like this though. I would be having six range just because Chicago, that defense is like all time at this point. That's fair to say, I think. Yep. San Francisco was like, everyone's like on the six long bandwagon a little bit at least. But they're still like not a good football team. No, and I mean, it, it's 10 and 4 against 4 and 10 here. This is, this is a little insane. Yeah, I think I think I think this I like is a classic you. case of uh, the 49ers winning their Super Bowl last week. Yeah, uh, uh, it's also just Mullins. No matter how good you think a young quarterback is, you put him under pressure, it's gonna look ugly, mm-hmm. and no team's gonna put you under pressure like the Chicago Bears. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we're we're both going uh, Chicago then. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Steelers at Saints. Saints by six. It's a bad game. It almost feels like a bad game after watching these two teams Well, play. the thing is, it should be an offensive duel, but in reality, this is going to be a defensive slugfest because that's kind of what these teams have turned into. They both rely on their defense now, not their offense. I wish... Yeah. You know, on paper, I told you this was a game like five weeks ago you'd be like oh this game's won like 42 to like 35 like these teams are putting up points on points on points now you're just like no maybe this is like 19 yeah i think anyone saying that they like samuel is better than connor which is a take i heard is is nuts that's crazy talk because i think they really miss him i'm saying is a nice like pass catcher i guess but like i think they really miss his presence in the offense um. Meanwhile, Avalon Kamara is just like bailing the Saints out. I mean, Drew Brees has slowed down, but Alvin Kamara has not. I mean, his his numbers have because of he's sharing with Mark Anger, but he's still such a dynamic playmaker. Holy shit! I just I'm very frustrated with Drew Brees because I'm like, you had the MVP, it was sitting on your lap, now you're just like giving it away. Come yeah. on. Well, yeah, I mean, if Philip Rivers wasn't trying to take it, then he probably, you know, got to give credit where credit's due, I guess. Uh, that's, that's, that's tough to lose. I don't know. Even Michael Thomas is kind of like not looking like all world receiver he was at the beginning of the year. No, they don't. They, he doesn't like make big plays downfield anymore. Which is like. I don't know if this team's just like content and they'll turn it back up for the playoffs, but this side Pittsburgh that they need to step it up. They're in danger just missing the playoffs altogether at this point. They've looked so bad. Yeah, like I obviously you say that having them beat New England, but let's be honest, New England beat themselves. Yeah. I mean those penalties and mistakes by Brady, New England beat themselves. 
I mean, normally 17 points isn't getting you much against New England. And that's why I said uh, Pittsburgh's defense looks pretty good, only holding New England to 10. But only putting up 17 against that Pats D, yikes. That's, that's not good. Yeah, especially when you say these two teams are relying on their defense, like last week especially. These two teams don't have the talent to just be like, oh, our defense will take us the whole the defense the ball be like, oh, they'll take us the whole way. I like I like New Orleans talent defense. I was gonna say especially the Steelers. Like New Orleans has like pieces where you could like kind of convince yourself. I still don't buy it at all. But the Steelers are just they have to outscore everyone, and I I don't like that, especially on the road, in in the dome. That's that's tough. So what I was gonna say is that's why I'm taking the Saints because I think the Saints have the better defense, the more complete defense. Yeah, and the Saints have played three away games in a row. And those are the games that they look not great. Yeah, back in the Superdome, that'll be that, that's a good point. Back in the Superdome, last two years of Superdome, Eagles dropped forty eight on their ass, Falcons dropped thirty one on their ass. Like, come on. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I maybe I actually thank you. Now I feel a little bit more confident with New Orleans. Yeah. Well, plus, they got the you got you got to win out for New Orleans just because you know that home field advantage is so much. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You get home field advantage in the playoffs. Yeah, I. You could book your tickets to the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. If you're Especially with fans, the, the Rams yeah, of life. Buy your ticket now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where's the where's Super Bowl this year? It's in Atlanta, right? I believe so. Yeah. Well, Atlanta, New Orleans. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's get, get the ticket. Let's, let's drive there if you're in New Orleans right now. Yeah. You get the one seat. Okay. Um, Chiefs at Seahawks. Chiefs by two and a half. I think this is this is definitely watchable, you know? Like, this is a good it game. Is, it's watchable. The thing is, you know, we're... I would definitely move more into the watch this. Like, on last week or before, but, you know, we're college kids. We're on break now. Like, maybe I just want to go out that Sunday night and not watch the game. I wouldn't be mad if I was a fan. Yeah. But I don't. I'm going to take the Seattle on the bounce back here. Good home foot advantage. Bounce back. Yeah, I think I think I think so. I think they're going to be pretty annoyed they they uh they could have they could have really locked up the wild card last week. Not like officially, but unofficially. And um Chiefs need a bounce back too. Yeah, but I, I think the Chiefs still are kind of in shell shock without Kareem Hunt. As crazy as that sounds. These weeks they got to figure it out without him. Oh. It's also Andy Reid in December. I mean, who, which, which of these coaches has a better track record in December? I'm going Pete Carroll here. I'm taking, I'm taking Seattle at I like, home. I like this. getting points. Uh, I just feel Kansas City's gonna put together one. I think I think this week they were just reminded. Oh yeah, these are the Chiefs. But they were. Oh. Actually, let me give let me give you one point. Let me let me get into some 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 uh, some actual football talk. The Chiefs are a terrible run defense. Maybe the worst run defense I've seen all year. And Seattle loves running the ball. So that that's that's my matchup to watch, and that's why I'm taking Seattle. 
Um, and uh, now we're to Christmas Eve and the NFL. Thank you. The one good thing you've done all year is put this game on Christmas Eve. Oh, what a Christmas gift. Is I this mean, really a good thing? It's good for me. What, how is it good for you? I, I don't know. I don't want to watch this game. Maybe, but I'm just thinking like plenty of people out there are like, they have like family Christmas parties on Christmas Eve. It's like, wouldn't you want like a good football game so you can just avoid talking to your family? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The old Thanksgiving mindset. Like, come on. Yeah, but the thing this, is shit that, show up. this is the fantasy championship in most leagues. And I'm glad this game has like zero fantasy implication. So no one have to be sweating it going to Christmas Eve. And That's fair. No one's got, can't even name anyone on these teams that you would feasibly start. No, there's literally nobody. Especially if you're in the Philip like, Lindsay, the that's it. That's it. Maybe. If you have Philip Lindsay, you start them. Probably. Probably. Uh, that that's 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 it. And that's not worth watching. No. No. Um so yeah, I'm gonna take Denver only minus two and a half. I mean who knows what's going on? Teams could be distracted given the stuff. Both these teams are out of the playoffs. I don't know. Denver's just a better team, better defense. Um they they generate a pass rush, which which maybe Gruden could take some notes, you know. I don't. There's no reason to pick Oakland like for against any team that like you're confident like has like ten NFL players in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Carr has looked a little bit better recently, but that's not really saying much. Yeah. But yeah, there's there, that's not a reason to pick them. So. The Raiders signed Nathan Peterman to their practice squad. Yeah, that's a good point. Peterman, yeah. He's on their scout team. The defense is going to play against him and be like, oh, wow, this, this game is going to be easy. And then they're going to get to the game and be like, it's not this easy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Fair point. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So then uh, best bets? Let's do it. I feel like I've been going first the past couple weeks. So I'll let you go if you want. All right, I'll go. <sighs> Just praying you don't take mine. I'll, I'll try not to. I get I got a backup if you do. Just trying to think here. I think we just did a good line, good job with the lines here. I don't think there's too many where I'm just like, oh, I'm so excited to bet you, you know? Yeah. <sighs> uh. I'm going to take Chicago at San Francisco. Okay, good. You didn't take mine. All right. Um, I'm going Miami. Okay. Minus four. Jacksonville coming to town. More pick against Jacksonville than a pick on Miami. But, you know. All right. That's how that works. All right. We're done with football. Got a little, little basketball talk? Little hoops. Yeah. I think we got it. I uh, got to make some admissions to you, Anthony. Okay. Um, Let's go into confessional here. I was wrong. I'm wrong often in this podcast. I don't always admit it. Forgive that you have sinned. It's okay. Um, I was very wrong in Jokic. And I'm, I, I, um, I don't want to say I was wrong on Embiid because it's not like I ever hated Embiid. I was just too low on him. And, and I, I will admit now Embiid is a top 10 NBA player. And Jokic is <clears throat> actually... 
you know, near all-star NBA player. No, the Jokic thing, I think you're giving up a little on your Jokic take a little too much because I can't wait for them to get into the playoffs and then he just gets played off the floor. Well, I'm glad you said that. I With Jokic, I want to hold out a little bit because I, I want to see what happens when he gets in a series against one of these spa- those these real spacing teams, the Rockets, the, the Warriors, um, one of those teams that really, really could could make him pay. But I did I didn't think a team built around him in the regular season could even do this. So that's that's where I, I have to admit I'm wrong. I'm, he moves a little bit better now. He shoots a little bit better now, and and his passing's gotten even better if that's possible. Plays a little bit better defense now. Like he's just gotten good enough in those weak areas where I don't think it holds him back nearly as enough as I thought it would. Yeah, the whole Denver team's crazy, and they got two pieces that are coming back eventually that they could either just implode the chemistry of this team or make him absurdly even better. When they get Isaiah Thomas, that that bench could get even crazier. That depth could be nuts. Who's the other one? Uh, Michael Porter. Okay, yeah, I, I still haven't seen if whether he's coming back or not. Uh, that's who I thought you were talking. Uh, about. He might come back this year. That's, okay, it's up in the air. All right, yeah, because I I haven't seen much recently, and I remember there was talks early that that maybe he he might sit out there, but I don't know. He's, he's posting his like workout vids stuff. So oh, that's, okay, that's that's, that's the key in the NBA. That's, exactly. It's important. Um, so, like, besides that, I don't know. I just, I just had to get that off my chest because I feel like, I feel like I need to, to, to just admit that I'm wrong. You know, feels good. Well, well, there is one thing we won't admit that we're wrong on, though, right? I mean, there's many things I won't admit I'm wrong on. So you're gonna have to be more specific. I mean, one that we we can like brag that we were right about. Oh yeah, yeah, Luka Doncic. That that one seems pretty pretty set in stone that we can. You know. We were we were early 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 like pre even before this podcast started we were already on board with Luka Doncic. Like we might I think we were on board with Luka Doncic before like he went through puberty like if that's possible. It honestly might have been. Like, he might have been like mid puberty like he was just starting to get like chest hairs and stuff and we we're like this guy's this guy's the one. Seriously, it's like as soon as I heard, it, I'm like, "Oh shit!" There's like this 15 year old playing for Real Madrid. Wait, that's the best team in the world, not in the NBA, including colleges. Yeah, that might that might be a pretty good player. You he, know, he, he's arguably their best player right now. Huh? Yeah, not at 15, but I think at 18. By the time he turned 18, he by was the time he was 18, player. he was their best player. And even at 17, he was like he he in some games he was their best player, just didn't have the consistency. He's a 17 year old going up against adults. That's understandable. Um. But yeah, it feel, feels good to be right. It's it's a good thing. Like, they they might make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, the West is really competitive. I mean, you could honestly say fourteen out of the fifteen teams have a shot. Maybe not Minnesota, so maybe only thirteen. Um, and even Phoenix can apparently come into Boston and be our team. So I mean, anyone can do that. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I I've seen a lot of people complaining about the NBA recently too. Like, oh yeah, the Warriors are still like over fifty percent likely to win it. I'm like, just enjoy the NBA. You know, it's been a fun year. A lot of good teams. A lot of fun teams. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's like even if like the Warriors end up winning it at the end, like just just enjoy. Like if you like basketball, you just enjoy watching basketball. Yeah. It's like that's like watching like the NCAA tournament 
and watching like an upset win the first round and be like, yeah, but they're probably not going to win the whole thing. Just enjoy watching it. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, no kidding. It's just been it's just been fun. I mean, I I'm honestly kind of kind of you know annoyed that I haven't really been able to fully enjoy it just because I've been so into football. You know, like like uh, Thursday nights really where you got a lot of the marquee matchups in the NBA, but a lot of times I've got the NFL on because I'm a lunatic who has problems. Um, but um, the first step to overcome your problems is admitting you have them, Ben. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, while we're on NBA, uh, uh, fuck Chris Wallace. Just uh, oh. Gonna stay on brand here. I th- I still think he is the only person in this podcast I've ever called to be fired. Like I said, they should be fired, but I think he's the only person that I've been like, yes, I would fire him tomorrow. Like he does not deserve another day at, at the helm. He needs to be gone. Even Jason Garrett, I don't think I come down as strong as I do on on Chris Wallace. Yeah, you you really hate that man. He's just done, never done anything good. Like, yeah, I guess he built grit and grind, but, like, look at all the mistakes he's made. Last year, he literally said, nah, I'm good. I don't want those two second-round picks. He literally said that. Literally said that. He said, you know what? Nah, I'm good. I don't need that. I'll, I'll take I'll take a month more of, um, of uh, what's his face, uh, Terry Gavins, just so I can win a couple more games and hurt my draft pick. Yeah, I'll yeah, do that. They had Terry Evans, and they definitely made the playoffs with him, right, though? I hate to break it to you, but they didn't. What? I'm pretty sure they were already out of it by the time the, the deadline came. Like, Goddamn idiot. Uh, yeah, but he drafted... Um, was Jaron Jackson Jr. now? That's, that's pretty good, actually. But, you know. That's pretty good. Yeah, but then, you, but then you'd go ahead and sign Joe Kim now. Yep. Yep. Ah. <sighs> Just doing just enough to look like a good GM, and then just bam. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah. I don't know. Fun NBA season, you know. I've had a lot of teams like swoon up and down, and like you know, the Thunder for a while looked like they were terrible. Now they look like world beaters, and just 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 a fun year, you know. Yeah. Um, enjoying the Wizards, you know. Finally Just combusting. Being the Wizards. Uh, Chicago is always a fun storyline, too, nowadays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's for sure. suicides and push ups. Yeah. 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 But they also got Robin Lopez, who's he's fun. Yeah. The other thing I saw the other night, Robin Lopez was trying to fight somebody. And um, so, like, people were, like, you know, holding, holding everybody back. And, like, somehow campaign just got stuck in someone's armpit. And he was just getting like yanked around in, in someone's armpit. It was kind of funny, actually. I know the funniest part of that sentence is that campaign's still in the uh, the NBA. Again, Chicago somehow valued him as something other than just Russell Westbrook's dance partner. I just don't get how that happened. It's like fair play. If, if the Thunder want to have him just so he can do dances with Russell Westbrook, fine. You know what? If it makes you if it makes a superstar happy, fine. But other than that, he really shouldn't be in the league. Uh, yeah, he should be. Can they hire him? Like not as a player, just as Russell Wilson's dance partner. After after the Bulls realize he's not good, maybe. That, and after he gets out of that guy's armpit, that'll have to happen too. He might still be there. I don't know. If you haven't seen it, you gotta go watch the video. It's it's kind of funny actually. Um, Unfortunately, we don't have time today, but I think we need to do a whole deep dive one of these days on uh, the Sacramento Kings and how they're not complete booty. 
Well, it's funny. Um, their GM, uh, what's his, Vlade? Um, it's funny. Uh, when he traded Bookie, he he made like a timetable for himself. It was like in two years, if this team isn't 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 competing for the playoffs, I'll resign. And it's like, oh, right on cue, they're competing for the playoffs. <laughs> Extend him. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, I mean, Fox looks awesome, right? Oh yeah. Ba- Bagley's been better than I thought. Granted, wouldn't have taken over Doncic, obviously, but you know. Yeah, I think we'll we'll tease. We we have to have a deep discussion on whether Doncic sh- should have went number one, though. I think two is obvious. One that that's a that's a debate. I mean, we're gonna have to find someone to debate the other side, Anthony. Unless you want to take that side, I'll take it. All right, that's fair. But um, yeah, I guess that does it for this episode. Uh, that's all I need to say. What about you? That just about does it. Uh, enjoy your holidays, everyone that's listening. I don't think we'll get back to you before Christmas time. No, certainly not. But um, yeah, just keep an eye out. You know, you'll hear us before week seventeen. That's for sure. But most most definitely. Yeah, just a matter of when. But um, yeah. Right. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you next week.